Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Seavers. And on this show, we're going to be looking back at this past week and looking ahead to this next week as far as all things Hillsdale College sports are concerned. All right, starting off, let's head to the gridiron. Football was home against McKendry this past weekend and came up just a bit short against the Bearcats 24-21. In the game, sophomore Christian Shepler scored his first career touchdown in the first quarter, and David Graham continued his hot start to the season by scoring on a 39-yard run that gave the Chargers a 21-17 lead in the third quarter. Looking ahead to this weekend, Hillsdale will be traveling to Indianapolis to take on the nationally ranked U-Indy Greyhounds. I was fortunate enough to sit with Hillsdale quarterback Chance Stewart earlier this week to talk about the matchup this weekend. All right, we now welcome on Chance Stewart, the starting quarterback for the Hillsdale College Chargers. Chance, thanks for joining me today. You got it. Appreciate it. Chance, I have a couple questions for you. Uh, first off, you're traveling to U-Indy this week, and they're obviously going to have a little extra motivation to avenge their loss against the Chargers last season. What are you guys working on in practice to put yourself in the best position to get another tally in the W column? Well, you know, University of Indy is a tough opponent. Um, you know, last year they were ranked. Um, we got the better end of them um, to open the season. Um, and then their season really never kind of took off, I think, the way they wanted to. Um, they struggled a little bit last year. Um, this year, uh, you know, they're 3-0. They're ranked again. Um, really good football team, really well coached. The defense is very, uh, very solid. Um, so really, you know, we you know we got a great game plan going in. You know, we met last night for kind of our first game plan meeting of the week. Um, you know, the coaches you know have a lot of great things going in this week that are, that'll be really good for you know this uh, this type of opponent. But uh, you know, the big thing is just you know getting the offense in rhythm this week and kind of being able to sustain some drives and and be much better on third down this week. Uh, second question: How much does the crowd affect? Uh, your play on the field, or has opponent student section ever kind of gotten in your head a little bit? Um, the only thing that really, you know, sometimes affects is just the communication with the receivers. Um, you know, we never huddle up, so every time a play gets signaled in, you know, I'm just kind of screaming it out. So um, there's been a few times in away games where we've had to, you know, really kind of had to communicate very well um, just because of the loud noise and the atmosphere. But, uh, you know, that's something that we, you know, we're prepared for and, you know, we can handle. Uh, what is your go-to pregame meal? Uh, probably just a Gatorade protein bar before the game is probably the best thing. I don't eat a lot of food, um, actually before games. Kind of just, you know, our pregame meal is four hours before our game every week. Um, you know, so whatever they're really offering there, I'll, you know, I'll kind of snack on a little bit. But normally right before a game, I'll, you know, I'll kind of scarf down a, a Gatorade protein bar, and that normally holds me down for most of the game. This question might be a little bit harder, um, but what is your favorite moment in your football career? Um, you know, a few things come to mind. Um, you know, leading that last drive against Wayne State, you know, my first year here um, when we beat them uh, in the last uh, game of the year, that was pretty cool. Um, you know, beating Indy last year in the opener when they were ranked was, was a pretty special feeling, too. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in high school, too, looking back, you know, in football. It's, you know, when you've played it for so long, you know, there's a lot of special moments in your life. But, uh, you know, those two um, moments at Hillsdale really kind of stick out. All right, we're going to get to some kind of goofy, fun questions. Uh, some guys hold up four fingers when the fourth quarter is about to start, and some guys hold up a fist. Uh, which action do you think is more effective as far as kind of encouraging team unity is concerned? 
Um, you know, I always just I've always just stuck up four fingers. Um, you know, it's just kind of it's more of a mental kind of a, a thing. You know, when you see the four fingers, you know it's you know it's time to finish. It's you know it's we have you know 15 more minutes. It's time really to lay everything on the line, go after it, and you know hopefully at the end, you know we are looking at the scoreboard and we are victorious. Yeah, and I mean absolutely that worked out against Michigan Tech. You know, down by 17 with what like 10 minutes left. Um, right now in this moment is Trey Brock open. Uh, he thinks he is. Yeah. What do <laughs> no, you think? Um, yeah, Trey's Trey's special. He's uh, you know, he's one of those guys that really helps the football team out in really all aspects. So you know, when you have somebody like that, a caliber receiver with that, um, who really gets after it, you know, it makes my job just so much easier. Uh, how much do you bench? <laughs> uh, uh, I benched uh, 300 this summer and was able to get uh, 225 12 times. So those are both PRs for me. So. There we go. And uh, last question, you don't have to answer it, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Can you guarantee a GMAC championship this year? Uh, I can guarantee this. Um, you know, when when we start GMAC playing uh, the following week, um, for those last seven weeks, those are going to be a really tough stretch of seven games. Um, that I think a lot of people don't quite understand how um, you know how tough it's going to be when we still got to play Finley, Ohio, Dominican, and some of the other schools. So you know I can guarantee that you know those seven weeks it's going to be a lot of good football, um, a lot of tough football, and uh, you know I we've had we set some goals as a team going in and and you know I think if we you know come together like you know we have been and and really start clicking all cylinders those seven weeks are going to be fun and, and I think at the end of those seven weeks. We'll like what we are in, you know, in the standings. All right, Chance, uh, that's all I have for you. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule, and best of luck for the rest of the season. You got it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Chance. And now let's head over to the Greens. In a rain-shortened GMAC fall invite, Hillsdale moved up from fifth to fourth on the second day of the event, posting a score of 454 in 27 holes. The Chargers were led in the tournament by Liam Perslow, who posted a 27-hole score of 107. Joe Patilla and George Roberts tied with a 115. Ryan Zetwick, a 117, and Joe Torres rounded out the top five with a 121. And let's head over to women's cross country. The cross country season started this past weekend at the Spartan Invitational. The Chargers had four women placed in the top 27 overall, led by senior Hannah McIntyre, who finished 10th overall at the event. McIntyre posted a time of 2202.1, the 19th fastest 6K course time in GMAC history. This feat earned Hannah the title of GMAC Women's Cross Country Athlete of the Week. Now how about some baseball? The baseball team will be entering its fall baseball season on September 24th, traveling to take on Division I Illinois State University in an exhibition match. After this matchup, the Chargers will take some time out for a home run derby as part of homecoming weekend. Fall ball season will also feature some action against Albion College and Kalamazoo College, among other teams. And heading over to the hard court, the men's tennis team competed in the Fall ITA Midwest Regional Championships this past weekend at Grand Valley State. Despite an assortment of injuries, the Chargers were led by sophomore Charlie Adams, who finished with a record of 3-2, freshman Gabe Katz, who advanced two rounds before losing in a third set decision, and sophomore Michael Zabo who won three rounds in the B-draw consolation before losing a 10-7 third-set tiebreaker. And in volleyball, the Lady Chargers are 8-3 on the season, but 1-2 in the GMAC, losing to Finley 16-14 in the fifth set, then losing to Cedarville in four sets, then finally beating Ohio Dominican in straight sets 
on Saturday. Despite this, Hillsdale still leads the GMAC in both hitting percentage, .254, and opponents hitting percentage at .139. The volleyball team will be traveling to Tennessee where they'll be taking on Kentucky Wesleyan and Trevecca Nazarene. The Chargers are set to create new rivalries with the Panthers on Friday and the Trojans on Saturday, the first ever matchups against both of these programs. I was able to talk to Paige Vanderwall, junior captain of the volleyball team, to discuss last week's matches and also look forward ahead to the weekend matchups in Tennessee. We're talking to Paige Vanderwall of the Hillsdale College volleyball team. Paige, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. Last year you guys graduated a few seniors, but you guys were turning a lot of, lot of players from a season ago. Coming into the camp this year for you guys, what were your expectations coming into the season and how excited were you guys that you still get to play with a lot of the same players you played with last year? Uh, we definitely worked on team unity, and uh, so that was a big part that I was really excited for because we already had that familial thing going for us, I guess. Um, and then bringing in the four freshmen, I was just excited to see what they added to that dynamic. And it's almost like they just filled in everything that we didn't have, and I think we're even more a family than we were in the spring, which is saying something because we did a ton of team bonding in the spring. So, A really good start to the season. I believe you guys won your first six, correct? Yes. So you won your first six matches, you guys drop one, and then you guys still went out on the weekend. And then you move into GMAC play against Finley, you struggled a little bit there. Um, Finley's, that was a tough game on the road. Just kind of describe how the start of the season's been going so far for you. Um, as far as the first tournaments, like it's been awesome because everyone's playing. Like everyone impact, had an impact in those first eight games, and there's not a lot of people that can say that, you know. So it's really cool to see what everyone's bringing to the table. And then uh, moving into GMAC play, like we obviously have been tested, and we had two games that we didn't play so well, but. Um, I mean, the positive light I can take from that is that I'd rather, I guess, have the losses in the beginning than the end, which is as positive as you can get about those. But, um, yeah, we've been tested, and we're learning a lot from those mistakes, and uh, we're uh, hoping to come out this weekend and get a little better. So going to the game on Friday against Cedarville, um, open up the first set really well. Guys got the first victory in the set, yeah. then drop the next three. As, you know, you're one of the veteran players on the team, what do you tell some of the younger players? I mean, you guys, you have four freshmen that are really playing right now. And how do you say, okay, listen, deep breath, we got to move on to the next game. What did, you, did you give them any advice after the game or at all to the freshmen or the younger players who haven't had that much experience yet? Um, for us, it was, we have this thing called level two. So it's basically the state at which you play the best. So it's like you're in the zone level. And so it's not as much about saying things to them as in my opinion or about anyone who's struggling it's about being able to be in your zone and like being an example because as soon as you can get into your zone they can get more comfortable be like okay Jackie is in her zone right now like I see that and I'm going to play off of that and I trust her so I'm going to try to get this pass for her and then you kind of slowly work into like your level too so I think that's something that we definitely need to work on because I think we worry often about too much about like what other people are thinking sometimes and we just need to like focus on how we need to get calmed down but I think there was definitely a lot of learning from Cedarville and I think that we're all kind of on the same page about what we need to do next. And then obviously a big bounce back win the next day. I mean, to, to be able to you know kind of put that game behind you and get a sweep the next day was pretty big for you guys, wasn't it? Yeah, it was huge. We were uh, pretty excited about getting that. So The starters this year for you guys, um, you know, you guys have some returners that started last year, different, different uh, players stepping up to new roles this season. Mm -hmm. What Can you kind of give me an outlook of what your guys' is, you know, your first six on the floor is right now for you guys and what kind of the rotation you're looking at? 
Yeah, um, right now we're changing a ton. So, like, there's a lot of subs happening during the game, but uh, I'd say Kara Vilatel obviously holds it down, down on the outside. And right now we're having uh, Maddie Clark, who's a freshman, sometimes play front row, and Emily Lockman sometimes play front row. Or Emily Lockman can play back row. She's showed a lot of versatility. And then um, Maddie Scheider will come and play back row for one of them sometimes. Um, and then after that, I mean, Taylor Weiss is still our libero, and she does a great job with that. Uh, our setter right now is Lindsay Mertz, who's also a freshman, and she's doing very well. But um, Taylor Bennett is always ready to go, too. And I hopefully I remember all the positions. Oh, middles. Uh, Alyssa Van Wienen is starting. She's doing a great job. She's also a freshman, a lot of freshmen on the floor. And um, Christine Siddle was uh, starting for a little while, but unfortunately she just had an injury that's going to probably put her out for the rest of the season. And so Hannah Gates, who is also right there, is stepping up and she's doing a wonderful job. So a lot of young people on the court. Obviously we don't have any seniors right now playing. Uh, our one senior, Jackie Langer, has, uh, is coming back from sprained ankle, but she should be on the court pretty soon, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now you talk about a lot of the freshmen playing a lot, which is which is great. You know, it's it, it's really a testament to Coach Gravel, who's in his 22nd season here at Hillsdale College, which is crazy. Talk a little bit about Coach Gravel and the impact he's had on you as a player, and also uh, what you've seen with how he's worked with the the three teams that you've been on so far. Yeah. Oh man, this is a big one. Um, coach coming in, I'm a pretty like simple player to get, but coach got me within like the first two weeks, and I could do well with like insults that sounds really weird but like I'm the typical like if you yell at me I'm gonna get it done and he's actually helped me figure out more than that like how I'm coached well and I don't know if that really makes sense but <laughs> um my mental game has really changed because of him and he's helped me realize like I was really slow with recovering before like you know if I'd pass bad I'd probably pass bad the next one and so now he's really helping me like okay if I got a bad pass, I'm going to come back and get this next one. And so he's really had an impact of that. And he also has helped me mature a ton and kind of realize, like, my strengths, my personality, but also areas that I need to change. So um, definitely help me with that. And three teams, you know, he is one of those coaches that is he changes it and is for every single – every team he's making a different approach to it. I think that made sense. But uh, so my freshman year – it was really, like, my freshman year couldn't have gone any better as far as our team dynamic. Our seniors were wonderful with bringing us in. And, I mean, we had three freshmen start my freshman year, and um, it just felt like on the court I felt comfortable. And you have to know, like, you know, that had to be Coach Gravel preparing them because in the spring, all three years, we've worked really hard on being ready to bring those freshmen because it is a it is a, um adjustment. And then my sophomore year, I mean, we had a – hard season but I think that coach did the best he could and that we learned from it in the spring we paid for it and I obviously I think we all wanted to do that you know after a tough season you want to be able to be like all right this next season's going to be different and so this year I think it's just really focusing on since we already have that team chemistry established it's more about just expecting more from ourselves and demanding more and earning it, you know, not being entitled, but earning every single point and wanting to. So he definitely adjusts every year, and I really admire that. So, yeah. So just tell me who you guys got this weekend. So we're in Tennessee this weekend. We have Kentucky Wesleyan on Friday and Trevecca Nazarene on Saturday. 
And uh, these are two teams that we haven't seen before, really. So it'll be fun, and it'll be new to travel to Tennessee, something we haven't done. So, yeah. Thank you, Paige. And that will do it for this edition of Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. And this is your one-stop shop for all things Hillsdale College sports. This has been the Charger Rundown here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. No. I am your father. Hello and welcome to Film School. I'm Martin Peterson and we will be taking a look at last weekend's box office numbers. We will also take a look ahead at this week's upcoming movies. So grab your popcorn as it's time for Film School on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Now let's take a look at the box office numbers from the past weekend, starting at number five with The Hitman's Bodyguard. My job is to keep you out of harm's way. <laughs> it still was able to bring in $3 million in its fifth week at the theaters, adding to its total gross of $70 million. At the number four spot was Home Again. It brought in just over $5 million in its second week at the theaters, adding to its total gross of $17 million. At number three, Mother. In its first weekend at the theaters, Mother brought in $7 million. At number two, American Assassin. He's ready, Stan. Actually, I mean, he's not ready. They will be. It brought in just under $15 million in its opening weekend at the theaters. And at the number one spot for the second straight week, it. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer. No! Till it's too late. It brought in $60 million, adding to its total gross of $218 million again in just two weeks at the theaters. Now let's take a look at the movies coming out this weekend, starting with Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Exy, I saw in you what someone once saw in me. Something that can't be taught. The makings of a Kingsman. Being a Kingsman is more than the clothing we wear or the weapons we bear. It's about being willing to sacrifice for the greater good. Kingsmen, the Secret Service, introduced the world to Kingsmen, an independent international intelligence agency operating at the highest level of discretion, whose ultimate goal is to keep the world safe. In Kingsmen, the Golden Circle, our heroes face a new challenge. When their headquarters are destroyed and the world is held hostage, their journey leads them to discover an allied spy organization in the U.S. called Statesmen, dating back to the day that they were both founded. In a new adventure that tests their agents' strength and wits to the limit, 
These two elite secret organizations band together to defeat a ruthless common enemy in order to save the world, something that's become a bit of a habit for Eggsy. Also coming out this weekend, Stronger. I'm gonna be there at the finish line for you. I'm gonna make a big sign for you. Doesn't show up for anything. <laughs> and then he shows up. Stronger is the inspiring true story of Jeff Bauman, an ordinary man who captured the hearts of his city and the world to become a symbol of hope following the infamous 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. It is Jeff's deeply personal account of the heroic journey, which tests a family bond, defines a community's pride, and inspires his inner courage to overcome devastating adversity. And coming out this weekend, the Lego Ninja movie. Dad. Le Lloyd. That's right, your son, and it's Lloyd. No, L-L-O-Y-D, I named you. You ruined my life. That's not true. I haven't even been a part of your life. How could I ruin it? I wasn't even there. In this big screen Ninjango adventure, the battle for Ninjango City calls to action young master builder Lloyd, aka the Green Ninja, along with his friends who are all secret ninja warriors. Led by Master Wu, as wise cracking as he is wise, they must defeat evil warlord Garmadon, the worst guy ever, who also happens to be Lloyd's dad. Putting father against son, the epic showdown will test this fierce but undisciplined team of modern-day ninjas who must learn to check their egos and pull together to unleash their inner power of spinjitsu. I'm Martin Peterson, and thank you for tuning in to Film School here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.